heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is Malcolm at eight. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans, and of course, all of our dear friends around the globe. Welcome into the broadcast. Well, you see Russia and China on the move again. This uh, unlikely uh, duo now they've become, and we've been talking about this, 11 Russian and Chinese ships got very close to the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. And, and I've seen these reports happen at the end of last week, very early stories that was developing. And um, this is a historical first, uh, says Brent Sadler. Uh, he's a, a fellow at the Heritage Foundation, and he himself is a retired Navy captain, by the way. Uh, he says, given the context of the war in Ukraine and tensions around Taiwan, this move is highly provocative. Hmm. So what happened? All right. So experts here in our country, uh, our government says, you know, that it was um, uh, aggressive. Uh, there were a lot of comments by politics. I'm going to share some of them with you in a moment. Some of the, uh, the senators and congressional folks who had something uh, significant to say, say about it, you know. Uh, but uh, it, it, the words they used is it appeared to be the largest such flotilla to approach American shores. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. Be- between the spy balloons flying over and, you know, I mean, all of that business and, and how much is not being reported, you know. And then they're doing this right out in the light of day. Well, yeah, there's problems. There's a lot of problems. And a lot of these things that we'll talk about today are connected. And there's reasons why these things are happening. And I want you to be aware and to be thinking about some of this uh, and the dangers uh, that lurk here. Uh, So our response to this, and and it's interesting uh, because it was better than the previous response Back in 2022, in September of that year, by the way, and I remember this story, there was a, uh, uh, we, we were had a problem again with this, uh, and the United States, we, we responded, we sent a Coast Guard uh, cutter, just a, just a simple Coast Guard cutter, that's like, you know, a, a nothingness, you might as well do nothing. And that's when it noticed a, a Chinese-guided missile cruiser uh, along with other Chinese ships and Russian ships. And that was about 90 miles north of the islands at that point. This one here even got closer and more aggressive, uh, my, my fellow Americans. This was 11 warships, 11, just off the coast of, of Alaska, of uh, China and Russia. So that's kind of what we expected to be happen. You're going to see this more and more now. And there's a lot of reasons why as they assert their aggression around the world. Uh, You'll see more and more. Now, uh, so it gives you a sense of things. Now, Congressman Mike Waltz, 
He says, and I quote, China and Russia sent 11 warships off the coast of Alaska, and we can only pull together four to respond to defend the homeland? Yet Biden's defense budget is retiring more ships than it's building. And I'll get back to that defense budget in a moment. Got something to say there as well. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska, the Alaskan senator, says, we have entered a new era of authoritarian aggression led by the dictators of Beijing and Moscow. He said, and I quote, this is unprecedented in terms of the size and scope of this joint naval task force between Russia and China, working very closely together. Whether you live in Alaska like I do or on the East Coast of the United States, a very large surface action task force between our two main adversaries probing very closely to United States shores is concerning. Okay. Now, the Chinese, they responded in this way, and they, they, their uh, uh, Chinese embassy and their foreign ministry said, uh, according to the annual cooperation plan between the Chinese and Russian militaries, naval vessels of two countries have recently conducted joint maritime patrols in relevant waters in the Western and Northern Pacific Ocean. This action is not targeted to any third party and has nothing to do with the current international and regional situation. Don't spit up on your soup, as I tell you that, friends, you know. Um, so uh, so that gives you a little sense here. Now, uh, so we responded with, with the four uh, uh, destroyers, I believe it was, and uh, a couple of planes close by, and that was it sort of thing, you know, uh, as they got very close. They were still in international waters, to be sure. So, you know, it depends how you approach these things, I, I, I'm thinking here. Maybe let, let me throw this at you. Let me throw let me throw this curveball at you. Maybe we should do some joint military exercises with China. Wouldn't that make everybody's heads twist and turn and fall off their their shoulders? You think, huh? Maybe we should invite them to do some joint military exercises with the United States military, and we'll do those wherever the hell you want to do them. We can do them in Antarctica if you want, whatever, off the coast of Africa. Uh, potentially, or maybe right there in the South China Sea, and do something in combination with them. Wouldn't that get some, wouldn't that get some attention, huh? Maybe we should uh, send a message out to Vladimir Putin and say, "Hey, how about we do some joint exercises in the Black Sea, just for the hell of it, uh, spicing up the weekend schedule?" What do you think, Vlad? Yeah, maybe Vlad will like that idea. Yeah, it's a swell idea. Let's try it, man. I don't know. What do you think about that, friends? Huh? You say, well, you're out of your mind. Well, not if we play by Sun Tzu's uh, rules, we're not out of our mind. Uh, keep the enemy pretty close, huh? That would be one way to do it, wouldn't it, now? A lot of people's heads would spin. They wouldn't know what to do with that. Well, the problem is we pushed we pushed these adversaries further and further away. Uh, that's We're doing it all backwards here. Um, not only did we do that, but we we push them in the arms of each other. I mean, it's a suicide mission. It's stupid. I've told you this for some years now. The fact of the way our political class have sent Russia with this whole mockery of the Russia relationship in our country is ridiculous. It's ridiculous on its face. The whole reset button back with Hillary Clinton, the way we've done the Russia, 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 and the, the prostitutes peeing on the president and all this BS, 
I mean, we've made a mockery out of this relationship with Russia. It's, it's, it's our fault that this is happening, you know, and then not settling down the whole NATO equation and using that. I mean, we've we we bought a lot of this on ourselves, people. Nobody wants to admit it, but we have bought a lot of this on ourselves. I know it's easy to blame the bad cats like uh, Putin and uh, and uh, Xi Jinping, right? It's easy to blame them cats. They're they're the evil Satanists, right? I get it. I get it. Problem is, we, we've had our cake and we've been eating it too for a very long time, frankly. I'm going to say some things you may not even like to hear today. Too bad, so sad, right? Listen. The United States has had the upper hand. Let's 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 be clear. Let's talk in plain text here so we understand each other, okay? We've had the upper hand in geopolitical strategy right along uh for about ever. Up until now, that is. Certainly since World War II, we've had the upper hand. We've been playing this uh geopolitical strategy. It's been, it's been to our advantage. We've benefited by having strong allies and, and a combination of allies, including groups like NATO and others, right? And we've been good at isolating our enemies that way. Well, the enemies, their adversaries don't like it. And they're going to do the same thing we're doing. We've been doing what we look at. Oh, my God, you can't do that, Russia and China. Well, well who said you can't do that? What, who makes those rules up? Are there rules in the universe that say that somehow? You see, but we've been doing it ourselves and we've been pushing it at these other superpower type countries. They all have vast powers and can do some damage. They have nuclear weapons. They they have a lot of whether or not they and, and we can we'll argue those points today. I mean, uh, China has a bigger Navy than us. They have a bigger military than us. Now, some people will argue back our military. But yeah, but we do this, this and this better. Sure, sure. But we're the point is. We're losing ground. We're losing momentum. We're losing ground. We're losing superiority. And it's because of the way we played the game. We ought to go back and read The Art of War again. We should make that mandatory for all of our military and our political operatives should be demanded to read that publication and then read uh, Orwell after that. <laughs> Just for the hell of it, right? But but think about that, what I tell you there, okay? Uh, some, like I said, some people aren't going to like this conversation. But I don't really care. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. So, you know, uh, but but we've done this. So just understand what I'm saying. It's all how you treat people in the world. Now, I believe peace through strength. I believe we have the and, – and that's something I'm going to talk to you about in a moment. I believe we're not doing nearly what we need to with our defense and our budget as well. And uh, so and I believe in a very big, strong military. But that's the only thing I need the federal government for, in fact. I wish the hell they'd stay out of healthcare and education and our life and, and gayism and trans transism. And I wish they'd stay out of all that and just protect the country. That's what I would love to see, frankly. That's where the money should go and not the rest of this BS. That's if you want to have a country left or get to 250 years or beyond that, people. You know, that's what that means, you know. But the problem is we've isolated these adversaries and and these enemies. And we join forces and at the hip with everybody. We've got all kinds of groups all over the world. But yet we don't want them to do it. And when they do do it, it's the boogeyman is coming after us. And it's a big problem. You understand? It's like, oh, my God. 
well, we feel like they're being aggressive. The fact that China and Russia are talking, the fact that they're doing exercises together. How, how dare they do that? <laughs> it's like, you know, I just think of this stuff and it's like somehow we think we're the only ones on the planet that have certain rights. Sanctions, being able to leverage sanctions at countries, which is really what helped drive Russia into the Chinese economy. Now they're doing all kinds of things together. The, the Russians drove them right there into, and you know, people are telling me Russia's doing fine. But our media puts out that they're hurting this and that and the other, but I have a lot of other people telling me that's not the case. And experts tell me on the on the fact that, you know, sometimes you don't know who to believe or where this information is coming from. But the point is, the point is, okay, is that, we were able to do sanctions and understand what's going on here as well that I share with you. You know, the dollar was the dominant uh, currency in the world and respected around the world. That was just a blessing. That that was uh, that was gravy. That 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 was not like a, a, a birthright, people. You, you, please, this whole notion that we think our shit doesn't stink over here, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. That's all I'm saying. It's got to stop. That was that was the gravy train. That that was that was that was the frosting on the cake. I mean, the fact that we could do all of that. But people, we're 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 blowing it, man. We're we're, we're throwing this all away. And that allowed us to leverage sanctions. Well, we leveraged sanctions all over Russia and their oligarchs and all their power players, and they didn't like it. And they went to another game in town. <laughs> what do you think they're gonna do? You know, and of course, all our media, they call them out on all that, like they, you know, whatever, like they've committed mass murder, you know. But that dollar is not becoming the uh, dominant force, and uh, we're losing our leverage, and economically, we're losing our leverage, and um, that's that, that game has started. The fact that we are now going to be, uh, we're, we're going to have to struggle and fight for it all in the future, that game has started. That genie has come right out of the bottle now. Kind of hard to be putting all that back in. The damage that's being done right now, my fellow Americans, to this country, based on these clowns up in Washington, D.C., is, is about as devastating in your lifetime as it's ever been, to be sure. Now, last point before I bring somebody on here to calm my blood pressure down here. And, uh, and so looking at, okay, Defense spending. Now get a load of this. Get a load of this. This this is this is what I'm talking about with the federal government. And uh all right. In 1953, let's talk about the defense spending as a percentage of our GDP, our gross domestic product. You understand where I'm at, okay? The defense spending as a percentage of that GDP. Now in 1953 was 11.3%. 11.3% of our GDP went to defense spending, okay? And now in 1960, and these are these are all these are these are real numbers. This is real world information I'm giving you from our defense uh budgets and department. This is right from the cat's mouth, or as some people say the cat's ass, but it's coming from the cat just the same. Now, 1968 went down to 8.6%. In 1985, it was 5.7%. And then it was in 2010, 4.5%. And in 2020, 3.1%. And in 2024, it will be 2.7%. 
You see what's happening. Now, the reason the United States became a nation, became a country, was the states got together and they created this thing called a federal government. They, this was for national security, to keep cats like King George in their place and other potential problems and adversaries against a free-thinking people. That was the concept of the American experiment. The whole notion was on national security. The framers never put this together with the concept that we'd be fought, we'd be, they would wokeify and genderify the United States military. They never put this whole exercise together thinking they'd be having all these extra curricular uh, bureaucratic BS departments of healthcare and uh, education and uh, uh, social activities and uh, the, the chaos and the nonsense coming out of D.C. So now they're doing everything we don't need them to do is what's happening now, except what I just shared with you, the defense spending and the security and, 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 and sovereignty of our nation. Think about the borders. Think about that, how devastating that's been to our nation. We are rapidly in a mode of decline. You've never seen, you've never had a moment like this in your lifetime. That is for certain. You're at, you're coming to a very low point and it's going to go lower. It's going to go lower. And we, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out in the, Coming election and at the semi-quincentennial moment of 2026 at 250 years of our nation. But you see where we're at right now. Now, frankly, that, that defense spending, we need to bring it back to 1953 levels and spend a lot. We need to take that budget and go four times up. Take that, bring that back up, uh, give you three and raise you two and 11.3%. Yes, that's where the money needs to go and cut out the rest of it. Just avoid the Department of Education, knock it down, bring it to back to states where it belongs and get rid of it. Get rid of health care on the federal level and send it back to states' rights and get rid of it. States need to push the federal government to take that 10th Amendment and jam it down their throats, man. That's what needs to happen. And that this need, and, and that could happen from the GOP and the Republican governors standing up because you have more of them than you have the Marxists at this moment. And if they would collectively get together and push back on the federal government, federalism, and enough is enough, and take that power back, you would have, you would create a moment in this country that would get attention. And then go ahead and get Congress to mandate what the responsibilities of this budget is and what the responsibilities of Uncle Sam is, which is to keep the people safe. It's national security. That means border protection, border security. It means national defense spending. This is what it means. Well, as the Space Force and everything else for this country. That's what needs to happen. I mean, the, re the rest of this woke crap, stick it somewhere where nobody cares. And the... These people who want to make it our national conversation, who or who they're not having sex with, we don't care. You can screw the moose for all we care. Bring it back into the closet and shut the hell up. Nobody needs to know this stuff on Fifth and Main Street.
That's all I'm saying. Mm. It's about as respectful as I can make it, people. I'll tell you. Mm. Let me bring on Alana Friedman. If she's still there or she probably left me already and went off to have a drink somewhere, Alana, huh? No, not yet. All right. So uh, so just take a moment and just with what I share there, and, you know, with and there are many multiple points made that I've, I've just made with our listening audience here with Americans. Give me your heartfelt thoughts as to what you think about that specifically, because you, you you had no idea what I was going to say, because I had no idea what I, I never know what I'm going to say. But I said what I think is very important at this moment. Speak about that. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think uh, you're, you're referring to this um, um, action by the Russian-Chinese collaboration right? Uh, that you want me to comment on. Is that right? Well, the, the monologue at first, at first with the defense spending, the fact of where the national government is, start there, please. What is your, well, what, what is your feelings on what I just shared? I, I think what you said is right on target. The this spy balloon that came over the entire country and concentrated on specific areas of strategic importance for the United States and sensitivity. This was something which the Chinese viewed as a great victory for themselves because they saw that we did nothing when this happened. And it was only after the balloon had passed over our entire country that we finally shot it down. We could have done it when before it even arrived over our West Coast, but we didn't. And the Chinese view this as great weakness. So, well, it's safe to say they're testing us just like they're doing with the Aleutian Islands. What about my idea about inviting China to do some joint military exercises. I, uh, just talk about that a moment. What, 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 well, okay, sure. Uh, we have been doing that. Uh, we have been holding, the, the Navy and the Marine Corps have been holding joint exercises in the South China Sea for quite a long time. Uh, When's the and, last time we've done it, though? Well. It's been a while. In, in, no, in February of this year, we did it. I don't know if we've done it since, but it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have. But it doesn't seem to make a difference because China is China believes that that this territory, that all of these waters of the South right. China Sea, belong to China, and that they can take it back at any time. Well, and that started decades ago. We've seen those yeah. islands being built with rock and sand and substance. And they kept saying no. They were just doing it for like vacation spots that there would be no military stuff. <laughs> I don't remember when it was happening. That's and right. That and then they made, they made military facilities out of all those. They islands. said they weren't. They said they weren't for that purpose. Well, but they lie. Really, they are. Yeah, they lie. Uh, they but, lie. But why in, not invite them more aggressively, including Putin and Russia? Wouldn't that send a message with the Ukraine war going on? To I mean, I don't know. I mean, the 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 point I'm making is, I and mean, a lot of people would think this is irrational, but how do we shake things up? Is where I'm driving. You know, that's what I'm driving at. You know, well, you the, know? the question is whether we should be shaking things up, right? And if we're going to do it, we need to be very careful about how we do it, because. The Chinese are playing a totally different game from the game that we play. I want to tell you about something that that has 
bothered me for a very long time. Okay. When, when, and this has been going on for, for generations. One of the biggest mistakes that successive United States government have made over the years in defining their foreign policy has been the consistent inability or refusal of our State Department officials in Washington to understand the cultures of the people in the foreign countries that we try to influence. And we've seen it over and over again. And as a matter of policy, we simply don't care to understand that the people who live in these foreign, they're foreign to us, of course, countries, they don't want the kind of lives that we want. Right. What they do want and their methods of achieving it are very different from ours in the things that we think are important and the things that they think are important are very, very different. Well, that's so always been you, a problem for our country. Yes, let me, has, let me interject a, with you a minute. That's always been a problem because this whole that comes out of the guise of nation building as well uh, with a lot of these things we've done where we push our way of life onto country. That's always been a problem in America. And frankly, it's pissed a lot of people off around the globe, Ilana. That's what that's where the whole idea of the ugly American came from. That's yes, yeah. So in in dealing with China, we still have the same problem. We don't understand what drives their policies, what they want, mm -hmm. and how they intend to get it. And what we're seeing is that they're moving ahead without us. Uh they they are doing what they want to do, what they want to, they're trying to achieve what they want which is very much unlike what we want and the way we do it. Their culture is based on a history that is thousands of years old, not hundreds, yeah. and is now being reinvented by Xi Jinping and, and applied to their singular brand of communist ideology and tyranny. And what he's doing and the way he's doing it, if we do not take a moment, take a breath, and try to understand it, we're not going to be able to compete with I No, not compete with them. We're not going to be able to succeed in any ventures that we try to work with them in any we're, way. We're losing because our superiority. They don't to work with us. Think, think about this, Malcolm. What Xi Jinping wants is to be emperor of the world. And when I talked about the thousands of years of history, mm -hmm. China always considered itself to be the center of the world. They were what they called, the, in translation, the Middle mm -hmm. Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the Middle Kingdom means that it's in the middle of the world and everything around it is inferior to the Chinese culture and, and ideology and the, the whole belief system. They do not think the way we do. They do not want the things in life that we want. And Xi Jinping in particular wants to be, to put it bluntly, emperor of the world. Well, but, but freeze that thought. I hear what you're saying, but that's not even our big problem is what you're laying out there is that we're spending our effort and our dollars and our energy on teaching the military on uh, gay pride activities and, and uh, uh, social cultural programs and all these woke sort of uh, 
furry tales in the United States military. I mean, we've been reporting on it. It's it's run rampant in our military. China has now got the largest military in the world. Uh, they have over 2 million active personnel, and uh, they have the uh, largest Navy. They have more ships and, and planes and stuff of that nature than we have in our country. They, have, they are surpassing us. Now, you can argue different points, and they will, on which piece of equipment is better and which is this, which is that. But the point is, we're slowly but surely losing our superiority, Alana. I agree completely. And part of the reason is that they have diverted the funding that they would normally have otherwise. All these social cultural programs. On social, cultural, and economic programs. That we don't the need. The economy is floundering. Well, what did I say about the defense? That, that's what I was trying to get you to talk about there. As you take a look at the U.S. defense budget, so I, I've read since 1953 to current day. I'd like to go back and spend what we spent in 1953 right today, which would bring that budget four times up, which would, because we need to build more ships. We need to build more planes. We need to build more equipment right now. If you want to send a message to the Chinese, the Russians, the Koreans, and the Martians, that's what we should be doing. And we should isolate the federal government to protect, make it about national security, which is our border security, and our geopolitical strategy and national defense, that's what the federal government should be doing. That was the whole vision of this great country, Ilana. That's, we don't need a federal government otherwise. You know, when when Ronald Reagan gave his first, re first real speech as a Republican, yeah. he talked about peace through strength. That's right. And that is the only way. And this is not just true about China, it's true about most countries in the world, that if you don't approach them from a from a position of strength, you will not succeed in whatever it is you want to do with them or to them, because they will not respect you, they will not believe that you can do damage to them, and they will ultimately ignore you. They'll go around you, they'll go through you, but they do not care. Look what's happening now. We have a president who is uh, who presents himself and or who is presented as so weak that he can hardly finish a sentence or walk off a stage without something terrible happening like falling off the stage this is something that makes us look terrible in the well, face well they know of it yeah they all know it every country knows it everybody so in the they world don't knows feel it. yes so they don't feel that they have to do anything to placate us or to... But the problems I'm speaking about today are bigger than Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to come and go, and he's going to go pretty soon. And But these problems I'm speaking about today is is are, are larger and bigger than him. Everybody in the world knows that he is at the end of his rope, and the guy can't function. We know. Everybody knows it. They know it on distant, far distant planets at this point. I'm speaking about now... The bigger problems that shape our policy, that shape our country and our national defense and the structure of our country. And if we don't get back to doing, especially in today's world, Alana, where the environment has changed so rapidly and the adversaries are becoming bigger and more powerful and they're becoming more pronounced. And we're and we're going in the opposite direction. Look at the things. And I, and I want to talk to you after the break on some of this, but look at what's happening here. As we try, we're going in the reverse direction as all this is happening, that bigger, better, more pronounced, that more equipment, more everything. And they're all doing it. 
and we're going in the opposite direction. What good could possibly come out of that, friends? Nothing, not a thing. And then on top of that, we're dealing with other type of enemies and uh, other enemies and uh, terrorism, jihad, things that Delana can speak about very openly. Uh, but these are other real real world enemies on the stage here. All of these enemies uh, are infiltrating through our borders, both the southern and the northern border. We are not sovereign any longer, my fellow Americans. We are an open invitation for anybody in the world who wants to come in and do us harm. And they are coming in and the numbers are staggering. The, the numbers, are, and we only know those numbers that are reported that are staggering and with captured terrorists and captured activities. And the numbers even beyond that from all the experts I speak about are even that much greater and they're not reported. And no, nobody's talking about that because they don't have it documented. It's not in writing somewhere, but we know it's happening. It's all, it, and you know, the other thing about that to understand is evil people, uh, these smart people that, that are evil indeed. And they are, um, they, they, their agenda is to do harm to our nation. Their agenda is to do harm to our fellow Americans. Their agenda is to kill as many people as they can. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to see more of these 9-11 calamity events ahead. I, I hate to even breathe or think that, but that's what's going to happen. All of these things that are happening, in Q, including your, all the reports you're hearing about the... Uh, um, the um, Chinese nationals coming over. There's a, a swarm of uh, tens of thousands of those people coming over the border now. Uh, nobody's talking, reporting of who or what or why, you know, but these are all seeds, all these terrorists, all this activity, all these evil, not to mention the drug gangs and the fentanyl, which is all coming from China and all the, all our country is, we are, we are in a heap of trouble. We, Obviously, we're unable to roll back the clock. There's a lot of damage that's been done, extreme damage. We're not able to unroll that. We're going to suffer the consequences of whatever has transpired there. But we've got to get into uh, an emergency mode, I, I believe, very quickly. Because if these, uh, if these uh, uh, calamities are not addressed um, quickly, uh, this country does not and will not have a fighting chance ahead. Uh, it's it, the, the enemy is growing inside. It's inside the body now, the body of America. And they're here. And there are organized plans in play that will do great harm to our country. And that's what we're dealing with, uh, that we've got it. So there's a few other things to understand about the whole China-Russia report. It's an unusual relationship. Uh, we'll talk to Alana a little bit about that as well. Uh, that, but again, I I I blame our political class here that drove Russia into the arms of their lover uh, Xi Jinping, China, and that's what you have now. It's, uh, we created that that uh, problem right there. Uh, so there are very unlikely that they would have been working together otherwise. And this is both political parties, both Democrats and Republicans have done it. To me, this is less about Joe Biden. I, 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 everybody keeps wanting to talk about Joe Biden and his frailness. I mean, we all know that. That's a given to me. I mean, it's like, I, I, okay, so what, what does that mean? What do we want to do about it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little past that conversation, frankly. 
I'm, I'm looking at things a little bit bigger now and the salvation of our nation and some of these things that are we're being sucker punched. And nobody's talking about the big issues, including what I just shared with you with the defense budget, which will fall to an all-time low here coming into this next year. The percentage of GDP we're spending now is dropping uh, dramatically. And that's the one thing we need the federal government to do. And that's the one thing we will all be willing to spend money and pay taxes on right here is our salvation, our security, our national security, our liberty, our justice, not the rest of it. We don't need them in the rest of our affairs, man. This is not what we want. That's not what we the people is all about. That's the point that needs to be gotten across to these damn representatives who are supposed to represent us. The problem is they become part of the establishment up there very quickly. That's the problem, people. That happens all the time. Well, AmericaOutloud.news is the uh, the site, uh, Liberty and Justice for All. What a What a mantra that is, huh? Liberty and justice for all. Hmm. Yeah. Seven and a half years into this uh, wild ride here at America Out Loud and our venture to uh, preserve future generations, as we say. Listen, we need your help to share all the news, all the going-ons, all of the, the great pieces, both the, the columns, the, the articles, and the podcast, please. That's the thing I need to ask you to do to help us, please, okay? Is share the truth. Share this information out there. We have the an enormous best-in-class family of experts on America Out Loud. No mistake about that. The, the best-in-class, our engineers and our scientists and our doctors and our military and our intel. And I mean, really, it's a, it's a blessing to be working with such uh, enormous talents uh, in the world, and we we have all of that here at America Out Loud. So, but we need we we need to continue to get this information out there. So we need your help to do that. Um, America Out Loud dot shop is uh, uh, rave reviews for it. I must tell you, there are a lot of people, and I you just need to hear me on this now because this is a big deal. Healing for the ages. I'm going to click it right now. In fact, you can get this information. And you you just have to know about this. Uh, it's coming up in September, the 8th and 9th of September in the Hilton Granite Park in Dallas, Texas, the beautiful city of Dallas. I love Dallas. Uh, it's one of those cities you can get to and feel comfortable right away. They're interstate, find your way around. Great food, great everything. I love it. Not only that, but our brother and dear friend, Dr. Peter McCullough from Dallas. But I have a lot of friends in Dallas. But it's a great place. I love to get to Dallas. I, I need to get out there. It's been a while. There's a uh, great restaurant, Three Forks Restaurant, uh, that uh, I've had some great times at, some really great uh, places out there to visit. Uh, this uh, this healing for the ages is important for many that are suffering with long COVID, uh, trying to get the quality of their life back. I know I read all the correspondence coming in here. Uh, and also uh, the vaccine injury, the, the people who have taken those vaccines that are struggling with that, the spike protein buildup in the body. That's the problem that they're dealing with. This event, you can do this virtually. You don't have to go to Dallas, by the way, but you can if you'd like to. You can do it in person or you can do it virtually. And if you go to AmericaOutloud.shop, you'll see uh, under the featured ad at the top, you'll see, you'll be able to click that and get all the information. Do your research. Do your research. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Edward Group, 
Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Jenna Schmidt. This is the A-Team, friends. This is the A-Team. And these are the teachers, and they'll be doing all of the teaching. You'll get so much on this thing, this conference. And it's a, it's a couple of days there, the 8th and 9th. So check it all out. Um, and you can do it virtually. You do it whatever. It's very reasonable. You, know, you, you do get a discount on this thing. I Let me see if I can find what it is here. You, okay, use the code out loud. You get 10% off. I see it right here on the promo spot at americaoutloud.shop. Okay, check that out. I gotta. I just got to make that. That's This is an important one. We need to tell people about it. Also, don't forget healthy cell, healthy cell, healthy cell. Immune super boost, REM sleep, focus and recall. 25% off your first order. It is the, the it's the, uh, the micro gels. So it's, it's uh, the nutraceuticals, but they're micro gels. So you get maximum absorption into your body. That's the key. So it's not the pill form, but it's, it's really great stuff. They've been a long time sponsor here and we love healthy cell here. Don't forget spike support as well from the wellness company. Uh, that, that's, uh, oh my God, that's an important one with the natokinase in there, 25% off that. Use the code out loud. Spend some time in shop. Take a look at the products. Get healthy, be healthy, and uh, help us in the good fight. Take a quick pause. We'll see you just on the other side of the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. While the cancel culture destroys our history, bringing crime and terror to city streets, AmericaOutloud.news will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Join you back here on The Voice of a Nation, Malcolm at 8. Uh, we just think of that Malcolm at 8. Remember Malcolm in the middle of that program? Malcolm in trouble. That was always it, huh? 
Uh, welcome in, friends. Um, we're talking here, a b- big uh, story here about the, uh, the Russia Chinese uh, off the Alaskan, the Aleutian Islands there in Alaska was a response that some liked, some did not like, that uh, was given back. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dan Sullivan, the senator out of Alaska, says we've entered a new era of authoritarian aggression led by the dictators of Beijing and Moscow. Uh, unprecedented in terms of size and scope of this joint naval task force. So that that was the key to some of the comments, but they were important. Of course, as always, the, they, they deny it naturally. Uh, but again, we don't have rights to international waters, people. We may think we do, but we don't any more than uh, they don't like it when we go through the Taiwan Strait or you know, out in the, some of the seas that are also close by their quarters. They don't like it, but we do it just the same. They consider that taunting. We don't. Same thing here. I mean, Ilana, Ilana Friedman's here with me. Ilana, what's different about that? I mean, speak openly, honesty with me, uh, please. But what the hell's different about that? If they come, uh, you know, a couple hundred miles close to our shores and taunt us, or we do it to them out there, what's the difference? Well, I, I, there is a difference, and what is it? The difference is, first of all, that Xi Jinping um, and and Putin are playing mind games with us. But they think, hold on, they think we're playing mind games with them. Why do we think we're always better than them? Let me play reverse psychology here, please. Why? Well, I I don't think they think we're playing mind games with them. I think they really feel that that America is a threat and they they need to to conquer America uh, when they... Why do they think we're a threat, Ilana? Because that's the way they think. They think in terms of, of, of... us and but do them. we give them reason? Th- I'm trying to drill down. Do we give them reason to think we're a threat? Honestly, do you think? You don't, there- have, you don't have to. Ha- they don't have to have a reason. Okay. China was built for thousands of years on the concept that, as I said before, China is the center of the world. But more than that, anyone beyond their borders was considered a barbarian. They consider us barbarians. We are the enemy just by definition and their their whole their p- whole position in terms of us is to to bleed us to play mind games when i say bleeding us they have over 300,000 chinese students in this country in a some kind of ridiculous student exchange that we think is so altruistic and they are using for espionage now do we have the same thing back at their place no, we don't do that. Do we, we allow them to do? Do they allow us know, to go in and buy all their farmland up? That you know what we don't even we're we're so innocent we're so stupid that we don't even think we don't think of it. No, so, oh, so, thank you for changing the word land. innocent That's, to stupid. Thank you. Yeah, I I think we're innocent and stupid, and we are not, and and because we don't look at them the way they are but the way we think they are mm-hmm. we don't see what's going on every 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 congressman every senator everybody who represents the people every military person as you said before should read sun tzu's art of war yeah. and the reason is that this is the way they conduct business it's yeah. all deception it's all sleight of hand it's all Mind games. Maybe I start a campaign, Alana, and I'll buy uh, five or six hundred books 
and send them to every representative as required reading. What do you think of that? As required strategy? reading, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, send it to I, the I, senators and the right, the congressmen. This is, yeah. this is a you know, Mao Zedong always re, re, he related to Sun Tzu's art of war, yeah. and she is no different. She is Xi Jinping is. Uh, basing, I believe he's basing all of his strategies on the art of war. He's made a lot of mistakes and he's caused his people a great deal of pain and hardship. But for yeah. all that, he hasn't lost sight of his own vision, which is to be emperor of the world. And that is what dri what's driving well, him. As you were just saying a moment ago, though, Ilana, here's what needs to be resonate with people from this. It's important to really double down on this point. We are doing it to ourselves, Ilana. We are doing it to ourselves because we do not understand or we refuse to understand that we need to understand how they think, not how we think. Well, tell you how they think. They come in and they send all their. Well, let me tell you how they think. They'll come in and sell, send all their spies and university students throughout our universities. They'll send uh, made up companies through Delaware uh, with that you can't trace back to buy all the farmland up. They they think in the way that they can cross our borders free at will, and they use the propaganda campaign and social media and TikTok and other things to propagandize our kids and our uh, nation. That's how they think. Uh, this is this is what's happening, Alana. And we're not being innocent. I I, I don't think we're, there's nothing innocent about what we're doing. Our people are stupid. They're stupid. I, I think there's a lot of innocence in there in that we we do not acknowledge that that they are doing. We don't want to acknowledge that they're doing this and and we're allowing them. But this is what they're doing, Malcolm, is all the art of war. It's sleight of hand. Yeah. It's misdirection and it's success at the expense of the enemy, but not in the conventional way that we uh, always support. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. I want to get this in here now. Russia and China. Now, here's my point here. I do not believe that Russia and China are real friends. I've never thought that, or, or similar in really any way. Uh, in fact, I've often stated over the years, we have more in common than the Russian people, than China, than the communists, for sure. Uh, Russia is a Christian nation. China is, I mean, there are, uh, there are stock differences here in how we think and what the possibilities are. But yet they used Russia as a floor mat. The political class did, which is why we're having the problem today. We could have a very strategic relationship with Russia had we played the cards differently. And Putin was trying to get that. He was trying to do that even with Trump and him. But the Democrats wouldn't have it. They cut us off at the knees. Talk about the differences a moment. Uh, take just a couple of moments to talk about the cultural, political, religious differences of those two countries and why they're not really friends. No, the, the cultural differences are enormous. As you said, this is, Russia is a it's, Russia is essentially a, a Western country, a, a European country. And and even though parts of Russia are in Asia, the governing parts are in Europe, and and it is very much influenced by by Europe. the The Chinese and the Russians have not have historically not gotten along. They in nineteen China communist China began in in October nineteen forty nine when the communist party took over the government in. Russia. And 
throughout the early 1950s, there was a treaty that was signed with China called the Sino-Soviet Treaty of Friendship, Alliance, and Mutual Assistance. And it went on for only a few years, and then it started falling apart because there was an ideological rift between Beijing and Moscow. And that was after Nikita Khrushchev became uh, the, the leader in Russia. And he didn't buy into all this. So then it was there were a number of years when there they were they actually came to blows in, in a small war. But then under Deng Xiaoping in, in the 1980s, uh, China began being a little more pragmatic and they tried to reach they reached out to the Russia in this and they had a Sino-Soviet summit and um, Gorbachev visited Beijing and uh, the result was that um, uh, a relationship began between Russia and China and in the years, as the years went on, there were improvements in the relationship, and China and Russia had a treaty in 2001 called the Treaty of Good Neighborliness and Friendly Cooperation. Uh, you know, these are all words, and they they don't really mean very much. But in uh, it was only last year mm-hmm. that Russia and China and Iran began a three-way relationship because they i i believe they see that they have mutual interests against the west that binds them together yeah china russia iran and north korea there there's your group right there there's your team yeah north korea was not part of this uh this agreement but the china russia and iran actually signed an agreement of sorts Sure, and sure. and so this is but these four are working together power, right now powerful right. countries and they're all anti-west yeah so but we're right. in a different position now and we are being we are dealing with it in so badly that we are empowering well those three countries i've laid out a lot of the reasons why on this broadcast just go back yes, and listen yes. to the beginning i've given you a whole bunch to chew on here but it is those four. North Korea is part of the equation, regardless of that agreement. They're they're in cahoots to help Iran in every capacity on the nuclear front as well, and that has become a new Axis power uh, that is that we're fighting for uh, all those countries. China has yeah, become the interesting thing, Malcolm. The interesting thing, Malcolm, is that they these countries don't have a whole lot in common. Sure, Iran is a, a Muslim country. North Korea is a just a, a, a radical, isolated B entity that is trying to exert its its own power by allying with these other countries that it, it sees they, it sees as help helping helping them. And then Russia is a Christian country, as you said, and China is a communist country. It's a different kind of communism than Russia, though. Well, China is now uh, Russia's uh, most important trading partner since we throw all the sanctions and everything else on them. They're now doing everything with China. And China, of course, welcomes that naturally. Uh, There's always a market for something. Uh, and, um, and you know, they're also doing military back and forth uh, with uh, equipment and all of that. And now, of course, joint exercises and all of that. We're not doing the kind of joint exercises we need to be doing out there with all kinds of people, potentially. I think our military is distracted. I think our defense spending is uh, anemic. 
Uh, and I, I think our, our country is, as far as being a great power, is in decline, rapidly I think, in decline. Yeah, I think you're 100% right on all counts. I think one of the things that, that intrigues me is that China is not just doing its own thing in China, but it has spread its tentacles out yep. all over the world. Yeah. And it is trying to insert itself into the countries that well, in, in every part of the world. Do you know that, uh, for example, China well, I have a minute left. Has, a, has a vested interest in over 100 commercial ports? China is trying to control the world. Well, they're, 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 they're doing the port doing in Israel, as we talked about, the biggest they, port there. Yeah. Not only in 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 the 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 Haifa port, but they're also involved in in developing infrastructure in Israel. And Israel is a huge developer of leading edge technology. And that's we're losing there as well, which we need to talk more about, Ilana. That's an important one as well. But not only that, but all throughout Africa. Uh, And these are strategic relationships that China has been doing and working on for some time. Uh, So they are exerting influence all over the world. uh, And they're getting away with it, Alana, uh, for sure. Yes, they are. And they're going to continue to. But the problem here at home is we're doing it to ourselves. My message today is we're doing it to ourselves, my friends. That's what's happening here. And again, we're not spending appropriately. I want to see us spend maximum amount of effort of our GDP should be put in national defense and and our sovereignty as a nation. That's the security we all need to have going to bed at night, uh, that we have a secure country and that we can be safe, not thinking that there are going to be warplanes flying over our homes with an impact on our families and loved ones. Um, and, uh, and you know, there there are things we need to be bringing back to states' rights and states' level. I really believe that's the case. The more downsizing of the federal government, the better off we're going to be. And the more we get the federal government uh, uh, focused, focused on national defense and security, defense and national security. That's what need. That's what we need to get them focused and brilliant on. We need to have the best modern military the world has ever known. Peace through strength and build that strength up. That's what we all need to invest in. In today's world, and the hostilities and the evil coming at us, my fellow Americans, and with all the things that are going on, not to mention uh, whatever's going on in this UFO world, but you get it. With all the things coming at us today and the, and the AI and the advancements of AI as well in China and all of that, we need to get up on top of this immediately. That's what needs to happen or your days at being the world's biggest, best, Bitch in town is about done. I got news for you. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.